0: This week marks uh, the regular commemoration or the anniversary of the horrific massacre that took place uh, in the Bosnian war in Srebrenica. And I thought that uh, today, inshallah, let me remind or perhaps even teach our uh, youth about this reality, which was the worst genocide that took place in Europe since World War II and a disproportionate number of people who were killed and massacred were, of course, Muslims. So, a lot of people are giving lectures and Facebook posts about the lessons learned. So today, inshallah, in this short khaterah, especially for our youth uh, who perhaps are not aware of this reality, uh, I wanted to go over and summarize some of the uh, morals, some of the wisdoms and lessons we can extract from what happened in Bosnia in our own generation I myself was in university when the Bosnian war was taking place many of you above the age of 40 You know this first what happened we would get updates uh, the whole you know uh, war that took place We saw what was going on so this is in our own lifetimes and uh, the Quran itself tells us to benefit from history to learn from the realities. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran Don't they travel in the land and see what happened to the nations before them? The nations before them were stronger than you and they left more legacies than you, and yet look what happened to them. So Allah tells us to look at the past, Allah informs us to study history and to extract morals from them. Now, obviously, only so much can be done in a 20 20 minute or 15 minute khatira but just to summarize inshallah of the benefits that we learn of the morals that we extract is the reality of what the angel said to allah when allah said i'm creating man the angel said why would you do this when this is a species that will always go to war always spread blood shed blood قَالُوا أتجعل فِيهَا مَنْ يفسد فِيهَا ويسفك الدماء. Subhanallah, in the whole creation around us, in the whole cosmos around us, it is only mankind that goes to war perpetually. No other uh, beast, no other animal, no other species is constantly engaged in killing its own. Yes, one amongst the other might fight for food, might fight for land, might fight for something. But to be divided and then entire groups of one species or one animal, fighting the same animal? No. We are the only makhluq. We are the only creation. And this is our trial and test. And subhanAllah, there are periods of peace. But then after every period of peace, there comes war. And the reality is we never learn from history. Every time such type of mass genocide happens, mankind comes together, says never again. Every time they see the evil of bloodshed, the evil of genocide, people come together say, we're going to learn from this lesson. But... The one thing we learn from history Is nobody learns from history And within a period of time People forget what happened And they neglect the lessons of the past And the same cycle repeats itself Over and over again And that is one of the reasons why We need to remind our youth of what happened Because we cannot forget the legacies of the past Uh, Also of the Uh, For those who don't know the history, I don't want to go into all history here, but what happened is Yugoslavia was a nation that was created post-World War I, uh, out of the remnants of the mighty Austrian-Hungarian Empire, they created a nation called Yugoslavia, no longer exists right now. This was a creation from 1914 up until 1992. Yugoslavia had a majority of Muslims in it, in the heart of Europe. How did Muslims end up in the heart of Europe? 500 years ago, the Ottoman Empire was in this region and people organically converted they appreciated Islam and so that region became majority Muslim but over time the Ottomans had to you know uh, leave that area communism came things happened there many of these our fellow brothers and sisters they kind of sort of were not able to practice their faith they knew they were Muslim but Islamic identity was very weak frankly and I know I speak for myself even growing up in the 80s we had no idea that an entire region of Europe was Muslim it was completely disconnected from our conscious, our psyche. Nobody knew that entire regions of Europe were Muslim. In 1991 or 92, they had a referendum. The majority of Muslims voted for freedom, but the Serbian Orthodox community uh, did not Appreciate this, make a long story short They had the army, the majority Of the population were Muslim, the army Rebelled and started what is basically A civil war, so this is in a nutshell What happened from 1992 to 1995, three years, in this Time frame, over a hundred Thousand people were killed Majority Muslim, at least Half that amount were of women Were violated, Allahumma Musta'an, again Majority Muslim, tens of thousands Of people were displaced and And from this uh, civil war and genocide, entire countries were created, the modern country of Bosnia, Herzegovina, the modern country. So all of these countries are carved out after this civil war that broke out in uh, Yugoslavia. So of the things that we learn, as I said, is that uh, we realize that one of the most dangerous forces against humanity is what we now call the far right. What is the far right? Every time a mass genocide has occurred in human history, it comes from a group of people that have combined three things. Memorize this. Number one, a notion of purity of identity, of skin color, of ethnicity. We are one pure race. Think of Nazi Germany, think of the Serbian people, think of the BJP in India, right? The same notion, we are one pure race. Number two, a fanatical interpretation of religion. So you have pure race combined with religion. Again, Nazi Germany, again, BJP, again, Serbian realities in this region. And then number three, you need a minority that is of a different ethnicity and a different religion and you blame all the problems on that minority. If you have these three things, you have the recipe of genocide. If you have these three things, a large group of people who think they are pure, they are the only inhabitants, the original inhabitants of this land. So you have racial identity. Then you have bigoted religion perverted religion because no mainstream religion encourages violence but you have far right religion and then you have a minority that is different ethnicity different religion this is the recipe for disaster and that's why especially what we're seeing happening in india we need to be very careful because we're going down the same path in this land as well the far right the same realities happen look at right now again not to be current news here but the uh the the trials taking place in the senate on 6th of january what happened right they literally attack their own government they try to overthrow their own government look at how mad how crazy people become when you have this toxic combination so we need to be very careful and learn from history when we see the signs of this type of fascism of neo-nazism if you don't stop it in its tracks which nobody did back then. We're not doing right now in India. al-Musta'an. the next stage is nothing other than genocide. You cannot stop it until it is too late. So that's why we learn from history, one of the main lessons. When you see this toxic combination of fascism, of neo-Nazism, of the, the far right, you had better do your best to prevent it from becoming mainstream. Once it becomes mainstream, Allahumusta'an. Of the lessons we learn as well, don't be fooled by a false sense of security. At times of peace, everybody gets along. At times of peace, doesn't matter what your ethnicity and faith and background is. But at times of war, real colors come out. If you look at the interviews of those people They are all And many of them they give interviews You still see them on, on BBC, on YouTube They say we could never have imagined Our neighbors, our colleagues Whom we grew up with Our neighbors who were our neighbors for generations Even though they're different than us We thought we are one But when this conflict happened They flipped completely And we did not believe That they were participating in the very killings Against our own people Subhanallah The reality is at times of peace it's easy to get along but we have seen ourselves at times of war even if the majority of people don't support a genocide. They will not stand against it when it is their own people. They will sympathize with their own kind. This is the reality of human nature. And that is also why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us in the Quran many of our youth don't understand these verses. They think they are politically incorrect. But Allah speaks the truth. Allah says in the Quran these other faith nations, they will never be fully pleased with you until you become one of them. Of them. It is the reality. Allah says in the Quran, do not take th- th- them as awliya, as protectors. They will never be your protectors. Yes, we are friendly in this dunya. Yes, we give them da'wah. Yes, we live in a civil society. But in the end of the day, we need to realize when the going gets tough, true colors come out. And so, don't be lulled, oh y- o- youngsters, oh youth, by a false sense of security. These are times of peace. Everybody gets along. Learn from the lesson. And by the way, in India as well, same happening speak to the people of India back in the 80s back in the 80s Hindus and Muslims would get along totally fine Muslims would you know uh, protect the rights of the Hindus and vice versa there was brother brotherhood and camaraderie now the same people that might have been very good friends now there are on two sides of the divide this is the reality of human existence so our youth should learn from this as well another point to benefit we learn From this uh, 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 conflict that took place in Yugoslavia and this is a deep point and I hope I hope I'm able to convey it's a very complex point we are accustomed to viewing the world through the lens of countries of nation-states we cannot imagine a world without countries but if you study history countries are a very very modern phenomenon they only go back two centuries three centuries and countries keep on changing countries borders keep on changing most of our our borders today are from world war one hundred years ago that's it right we have to understand that this notion of being united because your mother happened to be giving birth to you on one side of a line because that's what a country is right what is a country your mother gave birth to you on one one side of the line you're one nationality if another lady gave birth another place another nationality we have to be very clear here Countries are frankly, and this is not me speaking, these are very, very learned political philosophers, figments of collective imagination. You imagine there's a line. You imagine it's not there. And you say everybody on this side of the line will pretend to be one thing. Everybody on that side will pretend to be something else. But in reality, there's nothing in common between people of the same country. In reality, nothing in common of values, of religion, of ideals, of philosophy of living. Now, this is not to say that we should just abandon all countries. We live in countries. where This is to say, when it comes to identity politics, right, our identity is Islam. Yes, we are Americans. Yes, we pay taxes. Yes, we are, you know, happily to live here. We will obey the law. No problem. But our ultimate identity is Islam. What combines us? with other human beings more than anything else is Islam. And we see this once again at times of conflict. Now it is true, there are other identities. Their identities of ethnicity, the same ethnicity, identities of tribe, qabila. But our Quran has taught us that identities based upon skin color is very shallow. And we can see that. We can understand that. Identities based upon qabila is also very shallow. The real identity, your real brother, is the one who shares your values of life, your values of existence, your God. That is your real brother. And that is why the ukhuwa of Islam is far more powerful than any other identity now we're allowed in Islam Alhamdulillah to have all other identities as long as they are subservient to the identity of Islam so yes I am Muslim and I'm also ethnically of the Indo-Pakistani race right uh, biologically or ethnically from a certain background Urdu speaking kurta wearing biryani eating no problem okay Alhamdulillah and if I had a Qabila I don't If I had a Qabila we align ourselves to that Qabila but all of these other identities are underneath the ultimate identity which is Islam and at any point in time if one of the lower identities conflicts with the higher one there is no choice there is no option we will choose the first identity that is Islam everything else is secondary I am proud to be any other identity as long as it does not conflict with Islam we see this reality in Bosnia as well Yugoslavia what was Yugoslavia a figment of the imagination it tried to sustain itself for 30 40 50 years it cannot. so and this is the reality every nation rises and falls every nation's borders will change no nation lasts forever and we have to be very blunt about this even though it is politically incorrect to say but still it's a deeper point and I hope inshallah we understand this point another uh, benefit that we learned from what happened in Bosnia what happened in in, uh, uh, 25 27 years ago is the sad state of affairs of the global world order. The United Nations, in the case of Bosnia, was directly involved. Most of our youth don't know this. The United Nations had actually set aside a region of the country, Srebrenica, was supposed to be under UN watch. There were UN peacekeepers wearing UN vests, UN helmets. There were hundreds of UN troops around Srebrenica, and it was claimed to be safe territory. Therefore, tens of thousands of Muslims fled for their lives from the Serbian army to Srebrenica because the UN had said this is safe territory. Tens of thousands of people had lost their lives, mass rape, all of this is occurring. For during the conflict, all of these Muslims are coming to the safe zone. The Bosnian, sorry, the Serbian warlord now turns his eyes to Slobodan Milosevic and all of these warlords. They turn their eyes to Srebrenica. And they say, we're not going to keep these Muslims safe. And so there were around 40,000 Muslims in Srebrenica. Around 40,000-50,000. The, the, the Serbians surrounded. They, they told the UN to leave. The UN did nothing. They did not intervene. Now pause here. Some say that they couldn't, there was not the forces. Khair. The point is the UN was there. That's the point. Maybe they couldn't. I'm not saying good or bad. I'm simply telling you the facts. The UN was there. They had direct access and the UN stepped aside. And under their watch, the Serbian warlords marched in. There's video footage that wallahi... It is gruesome to watch. Wallahi, your stomach churns. This is 1995. This is not back in the 1800s. There's color video footage of what took place here. All of the men, without exception, from the age of 16, 17 to 80 years old, all of the men were rounded up and they were massacred in around a week, four or five days. 8,500 at the bare minimum. 20, 30,000 women and children were expelled, along with بالله, things against the women we don't want to mention. ما, and astaghfirullah, I don't like saying this, but our youth need to know. Camps were set up to do the evil deed. I don't want to be more explicit. Women were put in those. You get the point here. Under the UN watch, this took place here. And this is in 1995. A'udhu Billah. So, this took place, the largest massacre of human beings, the largest genocide since World War II. It took place, again, 1995. I just graduated university. This is not many, many generations ago. All of you above the age of 40, you remember this time frame, right? And this took place so recently. So, one of the things we learned as well, the impotence of these global superpowers. Wallahi, I remember, and again, my first activism in my life was the Bosnian War. I was... 17 years old when I started hearing about this and getting, you know, getting involved attending lectures in America in Houston, Texas my first letter to the editor that I ever wrote about the Bosnian War I still have it somewhere that this is my first activism call that how can we remain silent there's a genocide taking place right you, the UN the UN made a, 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 a law, what is it called, a call, what, uh, policy, whatever, nobody can supply any arms to the Bosnians. It was an international policy. The problem was the army was Serbian. The Serbians had all the weapons, they had the ammunition, they had the tanks, the peasants were Muslim. And the, the UN said, and America supported this, the UN said, we don't want to increase the conflict. We don't want to cause more bloodshed. So there was a embargo. That's the word. There was an embargo. Arms embargo. No arms can be sold to the Bosnians. Basically, let them die. For four years we're watching, three and a half years, and no arms were allowed for the muslims we saw this in front of our eyes and this is the reality don't think any other superpower is going to intervene we saw this in our own lives and this shows us muslims need independence muslims need to have their own understanding of this reality also on a theological note on a theological aqadi note of the things we learn this dunya will never provide you justice yes 20 years later, the international court of, you know, genocide convened and, you know, Slobodan Milošević and some of the leaders of the Serbian army were rounded up and set on trial. You know, Milošević died uh, during the trial. He, he didn't, wasn't sentenced. Still, he was found guilty. Uh, you know, some of the leaders of the, of the Serbians were found guilty and they got 20 years, 15 years. So, is that justice? after all that they've done, and now they live their life in an air-conditioned room, food being provided to them, you know, television, whatnot. This is justice? This is not the dunya for justice. That's why, Maliki يَوْمِ الدين. Wallahi, if we didn't believe in religion, we would go crazy. If we didn't believe in an akhirah, People would just do anything. Alhamdulillah, we thank Allah, there is Yawm al This dunya cannot give you justice. Your injustices might not be you know, manifested in this dunya in a way of, uh, of reality, but that's why we believe in an Akhirah. That's why we believe on that day, everybody will get their haqq. And everyone who was harmed or killed or raped or anything happened, they will see the punishment on that person and they will feel a sense of justice. Only Allah azza wa jal can mete out ultimate justice. And that's one of the main benefits or thamara of believing in deen. As I said, if a person does not believe in deen, then subhanallah, really this world becomes almost unlivable. Which explains the rise of suicide and the rise of depression. Wallahi, this world is very difficult to live in. Deen brings a sense of calmness. Religion gives you a sense of higher purpose. In any case, to conclude, one final point is that look as muslims we always try to see the positive not to justify the evil nothing justifies evil but we try to see the positive and from this genocide from this war that took place a lot of good also came out. This is not to justify, but we are as Muslims are told to look at the good. And of the good that came out is that subhanallah, Islam returned to this region after having been gone from it for almost a hundred years. Everybody knows uh, that this region was hardly nominally Muslim. By the way, that didn't save them against the Serbs, subhanallah. Even though they weren't like practicing, praying, many of them didn't even know the arkan of Islam. It was almost gone after after communism after so many years of you know secular rule they didn't know islam but still they knew they were muslim and that was bad enough for the serbian orthodox and so what happened happened after this war and after the peace accords of 1995 islam began to flourish duat began to pour in alhamdulillah the masajid are now packed there is a clear sense of religious identity amongst the people of that region. An entire country Bosnia and Herzegovina was formed out of that which is overall a Muslim country. I'm not saying it's ideal like all Muslim countries but clearly when you go there you will see, you will hear the adhan. Everywhere there's halal shops, everywhere there's hijab, everywhere there is Quran. This was not the case back in the 80s in the same region. The same region back in the 70s and 80s was not there. So religion has been reintroduced and da'wah is now public and the Bosnian people every one of us we know the Bosnian people here as well there's a clear identification with Islam that perhaps wasn't there as well one of the benefits that came out we studied and learnt about the history of European Islam we had no idea I had no idea most of us had no idea there are pockets of Muslims all around the world even we we didn't know about the Chinese Muslims growing up now we know there are hundreds of millions of these pockets around the world so in the heart of Europe completely European looking they're speaking everything they're European and they are Muslim for many many centuries and they are connected to the ummah so positives have come out and we need to re-emphasize those positive bottom line brothers and sisters These types of tragedies, we should never forget them, especially because they're so recent, they're so pertinent, so many wisdoms can be extracted. And the goal is we learn from the past so that we can try to live a better future. It's not a guarantee. Maybe the future might have some negatives, but at least we will not repeat the mistakes of the past. At least we'll be aware and try our best to have a better future. That's the goal. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect all of us and our loved ones. And inshallah, we'll continue next week. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. والخاشعين والخاشعَاتِ والمتصدقين والمتصدقات والصائمين والصائمات والحافظين فروجهم والحافظات والذاكرين الله ones who are الله لهم أغفرة وأجرا عظيما